Hey, revolutionaries. My name is Sammy Sadicario, and I am your host of the Reparenting Revolution podcast. If you could do me a solid and take just 10 seconds to download, subscribe, rate, or review this episode, that would be awesome. It is the best way for others to find me and find this podcast and for us to further our mission of healing the collective through the healing of the individual. Thanks so much and enjoy the episode. Hey, revolutionaries. My name is Sammy Sadicario, and I am your host of the Reparenting Revolution podcast. I am a light worker, writer, empath, creative, and self-healer. This podcast is all about the healing of the collective through the healing of the individual. I made this podcast with the creative visionary in mind who wants to go deeper with themselves, deeper into their own healing during this massive worldwide breakdown and fear campaign in order to be the light within themselves and then pass the light on, spread the light and create their own revolutions. But first, knowing that they need to go deeper within themselves in order to pay it forward. One of my values for this podcast is to bring you radical authenticity in where I am on my healing journey and show you the tools that I've learned along the way and that I'm continuing to integrate now, as well as these radical identity shifts that I'm creating within myself, and to also bring you experts who are creating revolutions both within themselves and in their fields of expertise, as well as how they're reparenting themselves to become more emotionally mature, stable, happy, and to show up as the leaders that they inherently are. If you're wondering what exactly reparenting is, go ahead and go back to episode two. I break down what reparenting is as the process of healing the wounded inner child within all of us by giving them the love, support, and attention that they might not have received. And I also talk about a bunch of the signs of how a wounded inner wounded inner child can show up in an adult and some steps to actually meeting that child. So we can all show up as the emotionally mature, stable adults in this incredibly chaotic world and chaotic time where we've essentially lost self-responsibility and given it all to society and government and parent, etc. So on today's episode, I'm going to go deep with where I'm at and where I've been in my own reparenting journey and my addiction to chaos and how it's kept me from creating safety in my life. So if you've been listening to these podcasts, you know a little bit about my history with anxiety and with feeling unsafe in my body. A big theme in my life has been this general lack of safety in myself. And I want to start by making clear the difference between being safe and feeling safe. Because we can't feel safe if we're in an unsafe environment, and that's being safe, right? External dangers. But what happens when we take out all of the, those external dangers and we are safe physically, but we still feel unsafe emotionally and we still feel as if we're in danger emotionally. How do we create 
that safety within ourselves and bring that into every situation. Because there are people who enter life or death situations with a lot of calm, control, peace. And that's, or it could be because they have experience and their danger threshold is incredibly high, or that they've worked to create this sense of safety and everything being okay with whatever happens within themselves. That is not my pattern. I have been known to be dramatic. And anyone in my life knows this. I mean, my background is in theater. I was a drama kid. So of course I was dramatic. But this actually starts even younger. I started throwing temper tantrums when I was two and a half. I had scarlet fever. And then um, a few months later, I started just banging my head against the wall, foaming at the mouth. And my parents, who did not know what to do because I was the happiest baby beforehand, took me to the doctor. You know what the doctor said? The doctor said to lock me in my room until I calm myself down. That's the instructions my parents were given, so that's what they did. And it only happened like two or three times, but it was enough to for me to go from screaming because I don't feel safe, because something's wrong, something's off, to stifling my emotions for many years. And that stifling and that suppressing of my emotions turned into a myriad of other issues, misdiagnoses, hospitalizations for migraines. Um, And a lot of it really started from this early childhood trauma that I was unable to come back to until this past year. I'm 27 years old. I've spent the past two years really going deep with myself and really understanding and getting to know who I am at this core level and stripping away all of the paradigms and the identities that have been put on me. And a lot of this work is stripping that away. And I've been told the story for so long, you were never happy, you were you were such a stressed kid, so stressed, there was always problems. But in reality, once upon a time before that, before I was two and a half and started throwing the temper tantrums, I was a peaceful baby. So somewhere within me is an identity of a peaceful baby and of a peaceful human. And I'm on a mission for myself to find that person and to continue to integrate that person and become addicted to peace. Now I'm on that mission. That mission is difficult. And I, like I said, want to be as authentic with you as possible because a lot of my mission with this podcast is so much more than just the individual healing. It's so much more than mental health. It is about the experience that we're all having as a whole. And where I'm at in my journey is as a little kid, I was screaming, can't anyone see? Can't anyone see? Why doesn't anyone see what's going on? Why is no one listening? As that's little Sammy, that's what little Sammy was screaming. And I'm still screaming that today. Growing up, my parents would say, you're so righteous. You're so righteous. I would get angry at anything that I felt was wrong. Anytime I saw someone being mistreated, anytime I saw something that was unfair in a workplace, in the theater, at in our government, anywhere, I would just get so angry. And my parents would say, you're so righteous. You're so righteous. I did not do well with the popular kids because of this. And it was very much a part of my identity. Well, enter 2020 and enter my very opinionated self around toxic chemicals, around over-medicating, around our food system. And that's all part of my journey as well of 
uh, reclaiming my physical health because I was physically unhealthy for many years and first reclaimed my physical health and now I'm reclaiming my mental health. And I recognized all of those all of those ways that our government and our food companies and our drug companies and our clothing companies and our laws are not protecting us and not only not protecting us like actively making us sick and I discovered this a few years back when my mom had breast cancer now we already know this that we have sick care in this country many people already know this if you're listening to this podcast chances are you know this and I very much plan to bring on experts who can talk more about the details of the toxicity levels in our food, in our plastics, in our water, in our mattresses, in our lotions, in our mascaras, in our lipsticks, in our nail polish, et cetera, et cetera, in our acetaminophen. All of these things that we might think are harmless are actually creating toxic loads, creating autoimmune diseases, creating cancer in the body. And I very much plan to bring an expert on with that so that I can give you accurate information rather than um, because I'm not good at regurgitating science, as you'll learn on here. And uh, so I learned all of this information and I went deep with it and I needed to tell the world. I was like, you need to learn. You need to stop taking this. You need to stop taking that. But y'all, no one wants to hear that, right? No one wants to listen to Chicken Little. No one wants to hear that the sky is falling. They want to continue to enjoy their lives and let the sky fall if it falls. And if it doesn't fall, well, then at least they're continuing to live their lives. Nobody wants to look at that side. And that's fair because it's scary. And where I was showing up was from a place of fear. And that is very much parallel to how I've been showing up today. I've been showing up in this, why doesn't anyone see? Why doesn't anyone know? And it comes off as paranoid. It comes off as spreading fear. And that's not who I want to be. So I'm really, really tapping into what's happening with little Sammy during this time. In this, I need to be heard in this, why doesn't anyone hear? Why doesn't anyone know? And it's because these these very intense emotions, I feel unsafe. Little Sammy, this inner child that I have inside, is screaming that she doesn't feel safe and no one is there to help her feel better and no one can make her feel better except me. It is my job to talk to little Sammy. It is my responsibility to hug her and hold her and tell her that I've got her back and tell her that no matter what, it will be okay. Even if it's not okay, it will be okay. And no matter what, we can move through together and we can do the hard shit and we can do the stressful shit together. And this is vital. And this is what reparenting is. It's being that responsible adult for your screaming inner child. Do you ever feel like you have those moments where you can't control your rage, where all of a sudden you're red in the face, your throat feels hot, your stomach feels tight and you need to let out all of the anger that you have because you just can't keep it in? Or you suddenly start panicking over something because you're afraid that because it it taps into your fight, flight, or freeze and you're stuck all of a sudden you can't move. These are all feelings of being unsafe. Our body is moving into this survival mode. 
So this feeling of being unsafe is what is propelling us to continuously put our opinions on other people like I've been doing. Like I've been saying to others, you need to listen, stop taking this, stop doing that. Well, that's none of my damn business what other people do with their bodies. And it's none of their business what I do with my body. And this is part of my act of reparenting. This is part of my, a part of me feels like I always need to save the people around me, that everyone's in danger and that I need to save them. And adult Sammy is taking little Sammy by the hand and saying, no, you don't need to save anyone. In fact, what if there's nothing to save? What if there's nothing and no one to save and the only person that we need to worry about is us, is me? Right now, we're hearing from the media, from the government, from the doctors, from the powers that be, that we are unsafe. Fear, fear, fear. One fear campaign after another. The war on terror, the war on drugs, and the war on COVID. And now it's the war on the unvaccinated, right? The unjabbed. And there is this rhetoric, this narrative that the only way to be safe is to get the jab. And where I've been very frustrated is it the lack of res- of self-responsibility that comes with this. It's once again putting an answer outside of ourselves rather than changing our nutrition and improving our immune system and focusing on gut health, which is intrinsically tied to immune health. And that's something I've been working on for the past five years is improving my gut health because my gut was shot after many years of antibiotics as a child. And I've been very angry and very heated and very triggered. And here's a hot word, triggered, meaning something happens and I I have an emotional reaction to it. Little Sammy, the inner child, acts up and needs to speak up. And where I'm at in my journey, and this is where I was really important for me to bring in my authenticity, because I've been sitting here trying to change everyone else's opinion. And I've been sitting here telling people their reality is wrong. Uh, that's been part of, and that's not something I do with my clients. This is this is more of a conversation of that I have with my family and that I've been, how I've been showing up on social media. And a few weeks ago, I really sat with this and, and wanted to change it because I know that I can be a better leader than I have been. And that's great. That's the growth, right? We all want leaders who grow and who are authentic and vulnerable. And I really sat with this and I recognize that so many people are lacking empathy with this. I've been lacking empathy that my parents, who feel very differently from me, just want to feel safe. I've been lacking compassion that they just want to feel safe, that they're going to do what makes them feel safe. And people around the country who are making different decisions than me and who are closing their doors to me and telling me I cannot enter their businesses and telling me that um, I've lost my rights. I need to have empathy and compassion that they're just doing whatever they can to feel safe. And that is so incredibly important right now that there are different realities. There's not just one reality. And I want to bring this to the forefront because I also want to receive that same empathy and compassion that I am doing what makes me feel safe that I am doing what I do believe is best for my body and honestly best for the world, but that's a different conversation. We're talking about what makes me individually feel safe. And 
on each side of the aisle were just screaming at each other in fear. And that's how the powers that be win. That's how the media wins. When we're in fear, the media wins. When we pit ourselves against each other and lack that empathy and continue to spread the hate and continue to spread the fear, that is when social media gods win. That's what they want. That's how they make money. Capitalism is making money based on our fear right now, y'all. And I'm here to tell you that we can fight that. We can fight that by learning how to feel safe no matter where we are, no matter what is happening, no matter what we are experiencing. I have a little sticky note next to my computer of different compliments that clients have given me over the past several months. And one of the pieces of feedback that I received from a compliment is, I can't stop stressful things from happening, but I can handle the stress. We can't stop the craziness from happening, but we can learn how to deal with it better. And we can learn how to reprogram to be calmer and to reprogram to recognize when we're stepping forward as a wounded inner child versus an emotionally healed adult. And that is where I am in my journey is continuously noticing when am I moving from the ego? When am I moving from this scared, frightened child who just wants everyone to be happy and safe, but feels as if no one's listening and nobody cares and the world is going to end? How do I move from that into I can handle hard things? I can do hard things. And maybe they're not as hard as I make them out to be. Maybe I can talk to little Sammy and tell her that she's never alone. I can hold her hand and go on a walk with her and listen to her in the ways that she feels no one's listening because the only one she's really screaming for is me. Where we all need to grow is recognizing that we're all just scared little children inside searching for safety, searching for someone to keep us safe, give us our needs, and make us feel heard, loved, and cared for. Unfortunately, and fortunately, and there's that duality, is that you get to be the one to offer that to your inner child. You get to be the one to say, it's okay. I know you're scared. I have you. I'm listening. I wasn't listening before, but I'm listening now. And that is one of the most powerful mantras that I've learned over the past six months. Closing my eyes imagining a three to five-year-old version of me right in front of me in her matching denim outfit with her cute sunglasses and her short blonde hair and she just finished crying and I reach out my hand and I put her on my lap and I say I'm here I wasn't listening before but I'm listening now and I've got you, and we can do this together. What do you need? And she tells me. She tells me what I need, what she needs from me. Often for me, that need is to cry, or that need is to dance, to go play and move from the heart. Dancing is how little Sammy and I connect the most, through play, and um, that play is, is dance for me. And 
I encourage you to try this exercise and I encourage you to pull this exercise out anytime you feel yourself moving toward a heated state or you move toward a state of paranoia or you find yourself panicking about some future event that may or may not happen. Stop, take a deep breath and go inward and ask the little version of you. And it all starts by meeting the little version of you. So if you haven't done that yet, please go back to episode two and follow that because it took me months before little Sammy would even talk to me. At first, I'd reach out my hand and she'd run away because we'd spend many years betraying each other, many years not listening. And now that I've been listening, we're friends and she trusts me and I'm so much more able to rely on myself and bring myself back to that safety feeling and checking in with my body. So I kind of gave one away, but I have three steps to creating that internal safety, to really feeling that peace because we have so many tools for when anxiety happens or or when we we have a panic attack or when we're depressed, right? And yet it wasn't until this year that I started learning about getting into my body and creating that internal safety and creating that safe place within myself. And it's kind of mind blowing to me. So I'm going to repeat these tools as many times as you need, as many times as we need, because they're vital and they're simple. They're so simple and we don't need to get fancy with it. Let's just keep it simple. So three steps to creating internal safety. One, What's keeping us unsafe often is our thoughts, you know, worry, anxiety, fear. We're living in places that are not the present. So the first step is to get out of our minds and into our bodies. And you will resist this at first. You will resist this. Your mind is going to say, screw that. I'm going to keep doing whatever the heck I want. And sure, if you want to keep staying in the same pattern, you can continue going down the same pattern. Good luck to you. I hope you make it work for yourself. Um... I highly recommend trying something new in order to create different results, right? What's it that they say about insanity? (laughs) So the first step is getting into your body. Once again, this takes time. This takes practice. Begin by just doing a body scan. What's happening in my body right now? Right now, my right shoulder blade is tight. My stomach has butterflies. It's kind of fluttery. The color is yellow. I have the tightness in my shoulder feels kind of like a pinching as well as a stabbing. It's a more of a reddish color and it's stagnant. It's not moving. So that's one example of how you can describe what we call felt sense. Begin to really get clear and specific with how things are feeling. And I just did it very off the cuff, but this is something that I sit with and allow to grow and allow to move and allow to shift and change and let that energy work through. So the first step, just get into your body. Um, it actually kind of reminds me of when I started working at a bar uh, under a sommelier and I asked, how do you get better at describing wines? And he said, just start doing it. Start using words. And chances are your first instinct is correct. And if it's not, at some point it will be. So really just practicing, putting in the reps, as we say, go out there or go in there really, because we're going inward, right? Go inward and 
allow yourself to guess and to be wrong or allow yourself to be right. Just trust that your first answer is the right answer and just start to throw words out there. Um, Reminder, we're looking for texture, color, size, shape, temperature, movement patterns. Another great way of doing this is putting your hand on that spot in your body. A lot of my clients who have chronic pain, and I do work with a lot of clients around reframing their chronic pain and shifting their mindset around that pain, just touching the place that hurts, that is way more than they've ever done. And it allows them to get more specific with how it's feeling. Number two is we're going to practice feeling safe. We're going to prime and practice feeling safe. And rather than, this includes a mantra, but what's important here is to really tap into what you're feeling when you feel safe. That feeling that we just described when you're feeling unsafe and a feeling of when you are safe. How does it feel? Where do you feel it? What does it feel like? Get specific because that will be so much easier for you to find than a thought. That will be so much easier for you to tap into those feelings, the warmth, the the openness, the expansiveness, rather than the mantra, I am safe. Now, we want to use both together, but it is incredibly important that we recognize that if this is about getting out of the mind and into the body. So it will be abnormal for you at first because chances are you've been running on this I'm not safe programming. So we're going to begin to rewire with the mantra, I am safe. I highly recommend doing this in the morning, speaking with the mantra, I am safe. I am safe to be in my body. I am safe to feel my emotions. This is a very, very important practice. So immediately when I say these words, there's a calm that runs through my body. My chest opens. My stomach feels a little lighter. I'm able to receive more from others. I'm able to receive more from myself. I am able to talk to little Sammy a little bit better and a little bit with less haste. So practice this, practice writing it. Um, That kinesthetic learning is incredibly important and really get in touch with how it feels to be safe, to feel safe. And I gave you one tip when I was talking about getting in touch with your inner child, but this is a third one that's really, really powerful for heightened moments of anxiety and pressure and worry, and it's gratitude popcorn. I really love this exercise. I learned it this summer, gratitude popcorn. And I like to do this where I set a timer. I set an alarm for one minute and I just list off thank yous. Thank you, whiteboard. Thank you, coffee. Thank you, laptop. Thank you, water. Thank you, microphone. Thank you, mom. Thank you, fingers. Thank you, toes. Thank you, muscles. Thank you, teeth. Thank you, nails. And thanking all of those things in myself um, and outside myself and just saying thank you over and over and feeling that gratitude once again, moving from just the thinking to the feeling. Where are you feeling it? What are you feeling? Get specific. And this is a reminder to yourself of all the things that you have rather than anxiety and worry and fear, which is focusing all the things that you lack, because that takes you out of your power and out of your safety. And all of the practices, everything we're talking about on this podcast is to empower you and to give you that empowerment, that self-responsibility to take life by the balls and run with it. 
to get out of victim mentality, out of that lack mentality and into the hero mentality. That's my goal for you here. So these are just three tips just to get started. Four, really. I would love, 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 love to hear how these work for you and how these land for you. So please, if you find yourself using one of these tools, take a picture, post it on Instagram, or just send me a DM, tag me at Sammy Says Dance, S-A-M-M-I Says Dance. My Instagram handle is in the show notes as well. Please tag me. I'd love to know how these tools are working for you. And if there's anything else that I can guide you through with it, it would be my pleasure and my honor. Once again, this podcast means just the absolute world to me. I am so excited to be bringing you this information and to be having these thought-provoking conversations with myself, with you, and with the people I'm going to be bringing on this podcast. Creating safety and creating this reparenting revolution is one of the most important things I believe we could be doing right now in order to heal for the future and future generations. Uh, It is our responsibility. It is in our hands. And I am here to help lighten the load so that we can do this individually and as a collective. If you are a creative visionary and you know that you're stuck in this cycle of victim identity and stuck in your old traumas and triggers, Maybe you were victimized by gaslighting or you just feel like you can never get ahead and that everyone's always out to get you and that you are shit talking yourself all the time and you're always self-sabotaging and it's keeping you from the life, the relationship, the body, the career or the revolution of your dreams. Then apply for a 20-minute thought revolution call with me by clicking the link in the description. That link will take you to my Calendly, and there will be a few questions there to make sure that you qualify for the call. And at this point of the air date, the call is free, but that could change in the future. So please take advantage of it now if you know that you are needing those extra steps to create that safety in your body, heal from that old sto- those old stories, and create a radical identity revolution within yourself so that you can step into the person, the healer, the creative that you've always been meant to be. Thank you all so much for listening. It is my absolute pleasure. Please rate, review, and share this podcast episode to any friends who might maybe possibly even an inkling get use out of it. It would mean the world to me. Thanks so much. Until next time, revolutionaries. Oh, my God.